The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on The Revolution, Jim and Trav are in pursuit of the wild turkey. Because of its extremely keen senses, from eyesight to hearing, this classic American bird is favored by sportsmen and women alike for its challenge to hunt and incredible table fare. So get ready for seven of the best days for turkey hunting this season, how to find the perfect roosting sites, how to take down the king gobbler, and the products you'll need to do it with. And it's presented by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Jim and Trav. Here's a tip for you turkey hunters on how to bag your bird the first thing in the morning, right at the crack of the dawn when he comes down out of his roost tree. I feel like Wade puts too much pressure on us. Now I'm like doomed to fail. I never, ever, never have I gotten a turkey opening day. Have you? Actually, yes. I, as a matter of fact, I killed my Grand Slam. It took me actually four days. You got all the turkeys in four days, but it was over days. seven weeks. Went out hunting oh, in the morning. God. You know, you can't say that. Why can't I? Oh, my God. I had four days. Cheating. And I got four different subspecies of turkeys. Oh, well, yeah, but it took place. Was... It took, you made it sound like you set out and in four days total. Took you your can't do land. that. That's cheating. All right. So, anyways, we are talking about spring hunting on today's show. I'm not discrediting what you did because you're an amazing hunter and that's a great feat to accomplish. But you made it sound like it was consecutive and it wasn't. I got a Grand Slam in less than a week. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. If you counted right, over uh, seven weeks. We are talking about spring hunting on today's show. Coming up out of the break, though, we're going to have on Mike Hunsaga, Heartland bow hunter on Outdoor Channel, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time every Monday night. Also, uh, outdoor writer Tom Carpenter, TV personality, writer, and radio personality, Ray I, and then Janine Robertson. Uh, with Insect Shield, just now being joined by Mrs. Bunny. Mrs. Bunny, how's it going? I'm good. You know, this is kind of crazy. Uh, last week, Jimbo and I, we were in uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, going, we're going to go into a gas station and uh, get something to drink in. Is downtown Chicago. We actually saw Kathleen Sebelius. Yeah, and so, so we we just grabbed the old recorder. Chased her down, and uh, the, the audio is kind of shoddy. But anyways, uh, all right, Frank's going to play it. Take a listen to this interview. The Revolution. Kathleen, Kathleen, just wait a second. Uh, can, we have, can we ask you a couple questions? Yes, sir. All right. Is it true, um, Jimbo and I had heard that they fired you because you only wanted to take two weeks off uh, for spring turkey hunting. Is it true? I can't tell you that, sir, because I don't know that. Want to take a bite of my donut? Jelly-filled. I'll share it with you. No. All right, you're lost. Well, uh, we're in the woods. A uh, little ditty that Jimbo and I heard is that you prefer Kathleen Realtree to Mossy Oak. What do you say to that? That's correct. Sure you don't want to bite of my donut? You just asked me that question. I said no. Okay. He's just trying to be polite and offer you a donut. Now, uh, what is all this jazz about? Uh, supposedly, you were going to give men maternity leave, and they could actually, in turn, take this time uh, and use it for spring turkey hunting. I, I think that's such a brilliant idea. Hey, Sorry, Kathleen, go on. The individual policies cover families. Mm-hmm. Men often do need maternity coverage for their spouses and for their families, yes. I got one bite left. Don't pass it up. You clearly, uh, whatever. Fine, I'll eat it. All right, one last question. You can go get a Slurpee or do whatever. Um, do you believe that every single member of One Direction is incredibly stupid, like possibly the most dumbest people in the world? Yes, all of them are. That was a great interview, wasn't it? <laughs> it was short. She never took a bite of your jelly donut. She didn't. You she know, was I, rude. I really wanted to share with her. Uh, anyways. She, well, she is kind of heartbroken now. Well, she's been on the show quite a few times talking about the uh, governor's uh, uh, turkey hunt shot. here yeah. in Kansas. You've hunted with her before. I actually hunted with her two years in a row. Mm, did she kill anything? No. 
just the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, all right. So, Mrs. Funny, dead. Spring, uh, spring turkey hunting. You're going to talk about making our own cake. I don't think there's anybody that knows how much taxidermy costs other than Jimbo himself here. Taxidermy is an expensive. He got a bid on having his wife when she passes. <laughs> well, and if you get a good gobbler, you know, to be able to remember the hunt, you know, you could have a full size turkey mount done, but you're going to run out of wall space really quickly, and the cash in your pocketbook is going to be dwindling pretty fast. So there's a few things you can do. You can just do a cape. A lot of people yeah. just do the cape mount or the fan mount, I mean, or you can do a turkey cape, which is it gives you. Uh, a little bit more. You can see all the feathers and the fan, and then you can do the beard and the spurs. So, all right. So, how do we go about this? To begin with, you either hang the tom by the head, or you lay it on its belly. That way, the back is exposed, okay. laid out flat. That way, you have a good surface to work with. Then you take a sharp, thin knife, like a fillet knife. Make sure it's really sharp, like a Havilah. Yeah, right. that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you cut the skin where the feathers on the neck meet the skin of the head. So the wild so, part, right? So right there. Okay, so you continue to cut down the center of the back towards the tail. You follow the line from the center of the back down um, where it meets the wing. You can kind of see where the wing, where the feathers from the wing meet the feathers from the back. And you so you're trying to make that top part like a triangle. Basically, yeah, all the way down on each side. And you have to go slow because the skin on any bird is really thin. So it's really thin. Right. And so you can tear. The thin and, skin. Yeah, you can tear Ooh, it stuff like easily. Jimmy. Yeah. You can tear it easily. So you want to do it just really slow. So you continue cutting down the center of the back. And um, you notice that the feathers attached to the skin are in rows. Uh-huh. Um, so um, the skin actually holds a much wider angular blanket of feathers, you know, that kind of tip up and out. So anyways, with a knife and a spoon, you remove the fat and the flesh as you go. Kind of scrape it. Right. As yeah. you get down to the tail, you can kind of turn it inside out, if you will. And there's a ball and socket joint. And um, to go about detaching that, you know, you just slowly take your knife in there and detach the cartilage yeah and Mm -hmm. you have to break it no you actually cut it off at the joint but what happens when you use that spoon because you know it's kind of a bulbous looking tail you kind of carve out all of that flesh and like a melon baller yeah you know that might it might might work work better yeah yeah you know just take your wife's you know she's making a fruit salad you uh you're making a turkey cave. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So detach it carefully so you don't ruffle all the feathers up and bend them up. Was that a pun? Yes. It was. <laughs> Jim's feathers are always ruffled because he's thin-skinned. It wasn't intended to be, but anyways. Okay, so now that you have the skin off, you're going to take the cape and flip it upside down. Mm-hmm. And um, you can either take a piece of cardboard or just a thin piece of, like, particle board or something like that. Uh-huh. And you can either use push pins if you're doing um, cardboard or um, a slap stapler if you're doing a piece of wood. A hammer and, stapler? Like, yeah, like a hammer stapler. Really? Fan out the fan and put a staple on each side. That way it holds the fan out. Yeah. And then secure it with two or three more staples, one on each side and one at the top of the uh, of the neck. Um, once you have it all uh, laid out flat, make sure there's no flesh or anything that's going to um, stinky, it, raw and everything like it's that. It's going to get nasty. Take all, all the flesh and fat and everything off. And then you cover the skin in either salt or borax. I do borax. And then um, hang it up to dry, store it in uh, a dry place for anywhere between um, two to four weeks. It kind of just depends on the turkey, you know, how big it is and everything else, how long it's going to take to dry. Probably also your climate, you know, how how damp Mm -hmm. your air is and things. Um, Once it's done, uh, you take the pins out, shake the borax loose, uh, rub it off good, and then you can hang it up. Now, to hang it, you can get a piece of nice finished wood, stained, polyurethane, whatever. Oh, you always see it where it's nailed on there. Right. That looks good. And then you can take the spur and the beard and attach it to the top. That way, everything there um, can hang as one. The whole kit and caboodle. Right. And you can do it for pennies on the dollar compared to what you can do at a taxidermist. Now, if you just suck at it, because this home's ta- home taxidermy work often looks like home taxidermy work. <laughs> she's, she's talking to you, Jimmy. <laughs> Thank you. She is. Thank it, you. If it's a nice gobbler, I don't. And, and if you haven't tried this before and you're, or you know you're not good at it, just get it professionally done. But there, there are ways, if you take your time and do it well, you can. it can be done at home. As a matter of fact, you can actually have kids help you. you yeah, know, yeah, this absolutely. is a good thing. Buggy would actually love yeah. to help. And of course, uh, a lot of father and sons get out there and it's something else they can do after the hunt and then they can enjoy it. That's a great idea, Jimmy, because you, you go out there and you harvest this bird and then you get the kids involved as well. And it, I mean, it's just that more sense of accomplishment that they feel and when they can show their buddies, not just reliving the story now, you know, live there vicariously, but they can actually go there and see the trophy and see the work that you did. Yeah. And actually, I, I did that with a uh, turkey and I, I tried to 
fly off the barn with it. Yeah. That cape did not work. I, no. I bet not. That's not why big enough for your back. Jimmy acts the way he does. <laughs> All right, so we are talking about spring uh, turkey hunting on today's show. Coming up after the break, once again, that is Mike uh, Hunsucker. He is the Heartland Bow Hunter there on Outdoor Channel. Uh, check him out every 9 p.m. Eastern Time. That is on Monday night. Mrs. Bunny, uh, are you going to stick around or not? Nope. What? <laughs> That was simple. She's out of here like a big bird. You were going to say a big butted bird. <laughs> I, I saw. You were going to say it. All right. Uh, special thank you to Outdoor Channel. Outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution. Also Ruger. Ruger.com. High Mount Seasonings. H-I-M-T-N Jerky.com. Plus Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. Here is a word from Mr. Mark. Take a listen to what this man has to say. Mike Hunsucker, Heartland Bowhunter. He is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Jimbo and I will return in just a minute. Outdoor channel on population rebound. Large number of hens in the woods can mean lots of hung up gobblers in the spring, but an abundance of female turkeys only helps gobbler populations. With lots of hens breeding in the spring, turkey populations can rise quickly, but turkeys aren't like deer, which can overpopulate a given area and strip it of available food. Because turkeys eat a variety of foods, large populations won't damage their habitat, and because the success of a season's offspring can be directly affected by poor weather in the spring, an abundance of hens can make it easier for a population to recover from poor hatch years. Put simply, the more hens there are to be bred, the more gobblers a hunter can expect to see in future seasons. So you can listen to The Revolution On Demand 24-7 at OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. And while you're there, you can also check out what Jim and Trav are up to with Adventures of Dad and Me webisodes. Stay tuned. Channel presents an unforgettable journey into the unknown. We're about to go hunt a very, very dangerous animal. We've been to many places in the world that you feel discomfort because you know you're not welcome. This place, nobody's welcome. The Outdoor Channel Original Series, Uncharted. Well, maybe we shouldn't be here. Maybe this is the one time when we push too far. Coming this July to Outdoor Channel. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. High Mountain Seasonings makes wild game that much better. When you add High Mountain Seasonings brines, rubs, shakers, marinades, dips, and seasoning kits. Yum! Order your favorites at HIMTNJerky.com today. Get ready. All communication lines are clear. Let's begin. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. If you're just joining us, you missed old Miss Bunny. She uh, she talked to us about how to cape out a turkey to make a really nice mount for your wall, and you can do it with your kids. Yeah, have you ever done that before? No, never have. I've always taken them to a taxidermist, and they've done a full body mounts. Never done that, but it really looked kind of neat. And the way she explained it, it yeah. sounds relatively simple. Pretty simple. If you take it to a taxidermist, hey, sucker, you're going to pay. Hey, sucker, <laughs> That's true. Pay. What you doing, sucker? What you doing, sucker? Live on that, sucker. Live on that, sucker. Is, is there a reason you're doing this? Hey, sucker, you're going to pay! <laughs> yeah, Michael Hunsucker. I know it's a stretch. Uh, Heartland Bowhunters there on uh, Outdoor Channel every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, going to hop on, check it out. You know, we're going to divert our attention to hunting the spring turkey with a bow. Michael Hunsucker. Uh, once again, Heartland Bowhunters. How's it going, buddy? Hey, guys. It's going good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. Well, now the thing is, do you use a special point? That's uh, what I, like broadhead. What do you yeah, use? broadhead to to hunt these things? Um, you to, know, we just we just typically use uh, uh, the same broadheads I deer hunt with, uh, which is the AIP Killzone, um, which is an expandable broadhead. But they actually came out with a new one called the Killzone Max, which uh-huh. is even it's bigger than it's like two and three eighths inches cutting diameter. Oh. So I've kind of found out when when 
bow hunting turkeys, you, you need all the help you can get for having any margin of error. So, but usually the bigger and the more uh, the bigger expandable broadheads are going to be more devastating, and they're going to be you know, you're going to have more success with those. Yeah. You know, that's one of the, the greatest misnomers about the wild turkey is that it truly is a tough bird to kill. Um, I, I think more people have wounded birds than they gotten away rather than taking them down. And like you're saying, open up that lard, uh, that large, uh, I said lard, I'm a lard butt, <laughs> uh, large wound channel. I mean, that is so imperative. But I'm going to tell you what, bow hunting, and I've had Jimmy with me numerous times. I'm not going to name the broadhead, but I shot the deer and it was an expandable broadhead and it never opened in it. So it just made a puncture wound. Great place, but it never opened it made up a enough wound all the way through, all the way through it. But it never opened yeah. up. Have you ever had that problem where they didn't open? I, you know, I never have. And I really you know, there's, there's skeptics to every kind of, you know, fixed blade fanatics and, and expandable fanatics. And, you know, I've never had any issues with uh, the blade not opening or deflecting or deploying a flight. But I've heard a lot of people talk about that. And, um, you know, I've never seen that happen first, firsthand experience. So it's not something that I, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about. I think a lot of times that that does happen tends to be, uh, operator error. I know on some certain expandable broadheads, they have rubber bands that hold the, the blades in. If you don't have them secured on that perfectly, you know, you could, something could happen. But, um, but I haven't had, I haven't had much, uh, bad luck with them at all, really. See, now yeah. he's picking a fight with me. There you go. That's what there he's doing. <laughs> no, it was only, sorry, it was only that one time. Yeah. You know, and I do have to say though, especially practicing, uh, cause you know, you want to, you buy a broadhead, you want to go out and shoot it, you know, like, you know, you buy a yeah, package of three exactly. or whatever. You're going to take one or two and use them for practice. Um, if they do fly, the arrow does fly much truer, uh, rather than fixed blade though. I do, I do have to say that. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And, you know, you, you touched on it earlier, you know, turkeys being so hard to kill with a bow. And, um, you know, that, that's definitely true. But things have changed, I think, a lot in the past few years as far as technology is concerned. And, you know, there's all these blinds. There's tons of options for blinds now to where you can literally just get the blind, pop it up in the middle of a field, and you can put the decoys at five yards, and the birds are going to come right into the into the decoys and be super, super close. So it just makes it that much you know, easier to, to make a good shot. Yeah, and, and a turkey probably think that that pop-up blind is a stump, right? <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, you know, I, I deer hunt a lot more than I turkey hunt even. And, um, you know, you put a deer, a uh, pop-up blind in the middle of a field, and the deer's going to see it from 100 yards away and run off and say, what the hell was there yesterday? But a turkey, <laughs> I mean, he could have been there five minutes ago, and you, can, you, you pop it up, and they have no idea. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now, uh, later on the show, we're going to have a lot of different tactics on getting spring turkey, but no one's going to talk about getting one with a bow. Now, you, you've got this Tom coming in. Okay, you've got your your uh, your decoy set out there, maybe 20, 25 yards. All right, you know where your bow shoots at. But, as you said, they never stop moving. Where do you, you know, with a shotgun, you shoot them in the head. Okay, but where do you where do you aim on a uh, on a turkey? Yeah, you brought up the vitals. Yeah, but but yeah. you know, it, it say on a frontal shot, where do you shoot? If it's strutting and it turns, where do you shoot? Um, yep. Give us um, an idea. It depends. But if you're shooting the front on, you know, usually below the waddle, above the beard, is kind of where you want to aim. Uh, if you're shooting them from the broadside, it's usually there's a little triangle around the, the wing joint area and down down below it from the wing joint kind of the drumsticks where they come up into the body. And then uh, my favorite shot is when they're facing it away. It just seems to be the most the most devastating shot for turkeys. Shooting them right in the back and you put it, put it right in the center of the back or if they're strutting, you put it right where all the wing feathers come together. So the tail feathers come together, I'm sorry. It just depends. And, and getting them not to move and actually picking a spot is, is the key. Um, and decoys help with that too, obviously. If they're keyed on a decoy, you know, they're going to be standing on it or pushing up against it or but sometimes they'll come in and just freak out on a jake decoy and beat it up and then literally never stop moving so you just gotta be ready for when they do yeah now we're talking with michael hunsucker heartland bow hunter once again uh, outdoor channel every monday night that is 9 p.m eastern time now what are some uh, cool things that we could look forward to on heartland bow hunter uh this season any interesting hunts obviously we're talking about turkey hunting all hunts uh, are interesting you, you shoot canadian geese with a bow uh, that's yeah, yeah. something we could never do. Um, what are yeah. we looking for? I couldn't do it with a howitzer. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I mean, we had another another great year last year. Um, overall, you know, it, it seemed like we struggled. You know, we kind of had our ups and downs. But yeah, um, we uh, we had a really good year. Shot some really good deer. Um, we actually did have a really good goose season as well. We always every year set out to film an episode um, of bow hunting geese. But you really 
all the conditions have to be right. You know, we're, yeah. we're here in Missouri, and the, the migration timing has to be right. And I mean, I mean, if you're going to kill birds with a bow, you need to have a lot of them. And we'll go on these hunts where if we were shooting with a gun, we could easily kill over a hundred, but you know, it's, 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 it's so much fun. It's like, yeah, like I said, it's just like, anything. it's more of a challenge. You know, if you're into shooting numbers and trying to kill a bunch of geese, well, it's probably not your thing, but it's, uh, about 10 times as rewarding when you see one of the bow. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Michael Hunsucker about spring turkey hunting with a bow. Yeah, I got to make sure you check out Heartland Bow Hunters every Monday night. That is 9 p.m. Eastern time on Outdoor Channel. Now, if we want to find you online, Facebook, Twitter, your website, YouTube channel, whatever you got, buddy, uh, where do we need to head to get all that good stuff? Yeah, the easiest thing is probably just going to be to go to our website, heartlandbowhunter.com. We got links to everything else on there. Um, And actually, since we're talking about spring turkey hunting, we actually are... Uh, doing some online turkey hunting episodes. Really? Uh, coming up this spring. Yeah, we just released the first one uh, yesterday. So A virtual hunt. Yeah, that's cool, man. All right, once again, that is Michael Hunsucker, Heartland bow hunter, uh, every Monday night on Outdoor Channel, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Coming up next, though, we got Tom Carpenter. He's going to be talking about all sorts of stuff. Best seven days for hunting this season. Got to stick around, check it out as we talk about spring turkey hunting. Big thank you, though, to Outdoor Channel. How about Ruger, High Mountain Seasonings, and Cabela's? Here is Mr. Mark. Don't go anywhere. Jim and I will return. Michael, man, thanks so much, buddy. Yep, thanks for having me, guys. Good luck out there this spring. Outdoor Channel on preparation. Turkey guns are seldom handled. In fact, for many, turkey guns are only shot once a year, maybe on just one weekend. So to maximize success, it is important to familiarize yourself with your turkey gun. Shoot light loads at a couple rounds of clay birds and also from a sitting position at a target. Pattern your turkey gun from the base of a tree, just like your hunting setup. Using the loads you plan to hunt with for patterning. Wear everything you wear when hunting, including vest, face mask, and gloves. Now make sure that you don't miss anything from this week's broadcast or from weeks past. And you can do this by heading for OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution for an extensive archive of all of our shows. Fridays on Outdoor Channel. Time for me to do what I do best and that's fishing. The bottom feeders are back. I want it done my way and that's the way it needs to be done. My little brother, he wants to be partners and I can't be an equal partner with anyone. Screw trying to be a partner. Uh, There ain't no partner. And they're hungrier than ever. Going back empty handed ain't never no good. All new bottom feeders presented by Ram Trucks. Friday 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Only on Outdoor Channel. When I'm backpacking in the mountains, I like to travel light. That's why I carry Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet outdoor meals. These freeze-dried meals cook right in the pouch. Just add water. With menu choices like cheesy lasagna, teriyaki chicken with rice, and more, these meals taste great. And with a shelf life of seven years, they're also perfect as an emergency food supply at home. Look for Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet meals at a sporting goods store near you or at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls. A book for hunters. www.colorado's biggest bucks and bulls.com. These two lunatics. <laughs> You're on the revolution with Jim and Trev. Hey, we're talking spring turkey hunting on this week's show, and uh, we just heard from old uh, Michael Linsucker. Hey, so you got to pay. You got to pay, sucker. You better pay up, sucker. Hey, sucker, you better pay up. This is a T. Uh, Mike Hudsucker, Heartland Bowhunters. Once again, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time every Monday night. Outdoor Channel. Outdoor Channel. Got to hop on, check it out. I got to do it. It's the uh, turkey hunter extraordinaire himself, Tom Carpenter on. Ladies and gentlemen, the Carpenters. We've only just begun to And promises. <laughs> that was amazing. A uh, kiss the, for luck, and we're on uh, our way. The outdoor rider plus turkey hunter extraordinaire. Once again, Mr. Tom Carpenter, welcome back. Hey, how's it going, man? Going very good. How are you guys today? Good. Now, one to ten, my performance is singing. How good was it? 
seven. <laughs> I love you so much. All right. Yeah, actually, although although one was the high point, not I'll, ten. I'll, shut up. I, I'm a, I, you call me a turkey hunter extraordinaire. I'm something else extraordinary, and it has the, the letters BS in it. <laughs> He's good at dishing it out. All right. Seven days you must turkey hunt this spring. Now this is a yep. very uh, this is a very great article that everybody needs uh, in outdoor life. Now, now what, needs, what month is that in? What month is that in? I'm looking here. April 2014. This is the current issue. Um, all right, so yep. let's go. The ink over. is still wet. My facial hair is caught in my mic. All right, so there we go. <laughs> all right, so uh, seven best days to turkey hunt. Now people are like, what Sunday through Sunday? Um, um, explain to us what you mean by this, buddy. Well, the, the basic idea, you know, bottom line. I think the best thing you can do is hunt after a stretch of poor weather is to get your behind out there and hunt when the weather clears up. Now, that might be the first day after a storm front passes through. It might be the second day. Usually that first day, things are a little little cold, maybe a little windy. But I see the number one time where turkey activity really seems to ratchet up is after you've seen a stretch of bad weather and you see some clearing. I, I don't understand why more people don't pay attention to weather patterns. You know, Jimmy was a professional bass angler, uh, he and he preaches about fishing the weather patterns. And the same thing, whether you're big game hunting, um, upland, the calm before the storm, they're going to be on the move. They want to fill up. And then afterwards, um, it, this is exactly what you're pointing to. But so many people missed the mark, Tom. Yep. And, and you mentioned another good one, and that is is that last day. And, and with today, with the Internet and, and, and weather radar and everything, you, you can see what's coming at you. And those, that last day or so before a storm front comes in, that's another great time. I mean, you talk about that's when the fish are active. Yep. Well, that's when turkeys get active. They want to feed and they want to breed mm-hmm. when that weather is when that weather is going to go. And I'm not saying you're out there when the storm hits. I'm yep. saying you're out there when you see those high cirrus clouds coming in and maybe the sunset is red and um, mm-hmm. – because the clouds are coming in, um, you, you want to be out there. Yeah, doing all this just elevates our game and ups our percentages of actually harvesting a bird. And, you know, man, when it's windy, I don't care what animal you're going after. It is going to be spooky. You know, they like to hunker down on those windy days. But like we, like you're saying, those when it's just barely misting or you got that light little breeze, that's actually going to work in your favor. And like Jimmy says all the time, some of the best fishing he has ever had uh, is when it is lightly misting those conditions are really perfect uh for hunting yep and you and you just mentioned the windy days and and everything's everything lays low when it's when it's windy if you're a fisherman fishing's tough if you're a deer hunter we all know how horrible that is when in the wind yeah but in turkey honey it goes back to what i said at the beginning of the art of our story here and that is sometimes you have to hunt when you have time to hunt and don't make wind an excuse not to go because when it's windy out you know where those turkeys are going to be they're going to be down in those gully bottoms the valley bottoms they're going to be out of the wind that's where you go and set up and just wait you bet hey we're talking with tom carpenter of course he's a special writer for outdoor life magazine hey uh tom how do we find the best roosting sites well you know there's a couple things you can do one is uh, you know, they're like east and northeast slopes. If you can find something like that, uh, that's a good turkey area. You're also going to want to look for certain trees in, in your region of the country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, different, different folks are going to have different trees, uh, where they roost in a lot, a big stretch of the country running down the Great Plains and into Texas, um, Oklahoma up through Nebraska, Kansas, the Dakotas. It's going to be cottonwoods. In the eastern half of the country, you're going to want a lot of the time it's going to be big old oak trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, in the southeast, it's sycamores and and uh, tupelos and things that might hang, uh, trees that might hang over the water. Basically, what they like is a clean trunk 
that's going to go up about 30 feet before their branches. Mm-hmm. And then they like horizontal branches. You just think about well, what's going to be comfortable to sit on all night, a horizontal branch. Um, and, and that's why those species of trees are really um, important for turkeys. They, they do target certain structures in the trees. Um, but on the other hand, I've seen them nesting in, or uh, not nesting, but roosting in mesquite trees that you wouldn't think would hold a quail. I've <laughs> seen them in, in pine trees. Yeah. Um, I've seen them on power lines. You know, there's the, really the key to it is getting out there and scouting. And like I said, we get out there and walk the woods when the turkeys aren't there. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Tom Carpenter. This guy is a writer for Outdoor Life. Got a great series of articles in this month's issue of Outdoor Life magazine. He was actually raised by wild turkeys. He- <laughs> That's why he knows so much, and now he has turned on them, and he is eating them. He's actually a cannibal. He is. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> I let your secret out of the bag. You know, so no, That's okay. This he also is, owns Outdoor Life magazine. He does. He owns Outdoor Life. He owns all magazines. And Obamacare, he owns that, too. Um, so, Tom, to find out more about he, you. He's the one that fired Sebelius. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to go turkey hunting. We heard that earlier. All right, so uh, to find out more about you, your writings, how to get more great information like this, Tom, uh, where do we have to head to online to do that? Well, the best place is check me out on Outdoor Life. Um, and I do a lot of turkey hunting writing for those guys. So, uh, And I should have should be a couple more articles in the May issue as well. All right, here's a, here's a quick word from Mark. Ray I is coming up next. We want to say a special thank you to Outdoor Channel, Ruger, High Mount Seasonings, and Cabela's. Don't go anywhere as we keep pursuing the spring turkey. Thanks a bunch, Mr. Tom. You're welcome. Bye, guys. Outdoor Channel on patience. Slow down. All of us live in such a fast-paced world these days where we have to have it now. However, when you hit the woods, you're on turkey time, and they're in no hurry. When hunting, slow the pace way down. Move to set up slowly. Sit longer. Sit still. Have more patience, and you'll kill more turkeys. So there's more turkey hunting tips and tactics on the way. But while we're on a break, like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash adventures of dad and me to keep up with everything happening at the revolution tuesdays all your favorite hunters can be found in one place right here mossy oaks tuesday night pursuits what a nice buck look at that outdoor channel is your home for the best big game hunting from turkey hunting to every type of trophy big game Baldies, some backstrappers, some does, some cactus donkeys. There's only one place for hard-pounding excitement on Tuesdays. Mossy Oaks Tuesday Night Pursuits, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Only on Outdoor Channel. Best place to find a Boone and Crockett mule deer? Colorado, of course. Best place to learn about them? Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls. Call 719-661-4037. What's the name of this place? It's The Revolution with Jim and Trav. You're just joining us. You just missed old Tom Carpenter. This guy had a lot of stuff to say about turkey hunting. Yeah, but we're going to have Chush. We're going to have Chush. <laughs> is that how you say it down south? We got the preacher. We're going to have Chush. We got Ray Ion. This man knows everything about turkeys. He gets into their heads. He prays for them. He speaks turkey. Instead of speaking in tongues, he speaks in turkey. Mr. Ray, how's it going, buddy? Hey, guys. Doing good. How's everybody doing? Right, we're doing pretty good. Now, is that true? Can you communicate like ESP with turkeys? Well, well, kind of, but I'm still, my head's still spinning from that intro and then talking about Tom Carpenter. I mean, come on, guys. So let's talk about some turkey hunting tips, Ray. Let's hear it straight from you, man. What are some of the basics? What are the fundamentals that we need to know uh, to be successful in the in, in the field? Being successful turkey hunting is a lot of elements, but most of all, it's patience, perseverance, staying with it, hunting hard, and having fun. Uh, what I see turkey hunters doing is they don't put in the basic elements of woodsmanship and calling skills and think about what they're doing as far as hunting turkeys because what I see hunters doing all over America, overanalyzing, overthinking, overevaluating turkey hunting situations. Then in the hunter's mind, they're thinking this turkey's outsmarting him, he's doing this, he's doing this, I can't do this. And the whole time he's out there just being a turkey. And that's where <laughs> the hunters make the mistake is they overanalyze turkeys and give them human characteristics. I call it the Disney effect. Well, you know, that's a- very true. actually, bass very fishermen true. do the same thing with bass. They yes, give they yes. give them more credit than what those bass are really deserving. And once that bass, if you will, the, the fisherman has actually psyched himself out, so he's not going to be as successful because he just thinks he can't do it. That's so true. Turkey hunters have the same problem, and I've, and I've watched turkey hunters 
that don't have any confidence in their abilities and what they're doing, and they don't have any success. But as soon as you give them a little push and help them a little bit with their calling and give them a little bit of success, once they gain some confidence, then they start regularly taking turkeys. There you go. Now, do you think that people have a tendency um, to overthink their calling? Because everybody thinks that we call too much. Um, are we? Are <laughs> or we, they think too much of their yeah, own calls. Exactly. Okay. What, okay. what, what do Thank you think you about guys. that? You guys are the best. You, you know how to just grab me and lead me down that, that path. I just <laughs> love this. You guys are great. Jim, I miss you, by the way. I, I haven't seen you today in the hunts this spring. I usually get to talk to you. Yeah. And I just want to let you know that I do miss you, buddy. Okay? <laughs> well, thank you. Okay. And same, same Remember here. one thing, turkey hunters. Calling is everything. Calling really? is what makes it happen in turkey hunting. And how can you overcall? Let's do a hen turkey. Call with realism. Call as much as you want and have fun with it. Calling makes it happen. Calling kills turkeys everywhere. Now, what, what is yeah. your favorite call? When you're out there in the woods. Are you a box kind of guy? Your mouth call what? I use them all, but probably the mouth call, the diaphragm call, uh, more versatility. I do a lot more with it. And I would tell you that you have your hands free, but you don't because all of us turkey callers put our hands for our mouth when we call. So your hands aren't really free. But a good box call, a good glass or slate, and a mouth call, all three in a guy's pocket in the woods can spell success because you sound like different turkeys. Yeah. The wind's up. They cut the air. you got to be willing to change and try different things and hunt hard. Hunt as hard the last day as you do the first day, but more than anything else, have fun with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now the thing is, when you're out there, and of course, uh, these turkeys tend to move, I mean, like crazy. Have you had a chance uh, to really kind of perfect cutting them off? They're at, they're headed in a certain direction, and it's not in your way to actually slip well, around them and get ahead of them? Well, yeah, but that's, that's kind of a loaded question, because uh, if, you, if you're set up right and you're calling right, they don't go the other way, they come to you. But yeah, if they are going the other way, you need to get around them and get set up and call to a turkey in the same direction it travels they go. But uh, if you can use the pecking order, which every turkey has a place in the turkey world, and utilize that because what's happened in the spring of the year, turkey hunters get in this rut where it's yelp, yelp, pluck, pluck, and gobble, gobble, hen to gobbler, it's the mating season. That's a little sharp, narrow window. That doesn't happen all the time. Right now out here, I'll tell you what's going to happen in Kansas. The gobblers are pretty much running together, and they're fighting for dominance. So you want to challenge and use the pecking order to call those turkeys and kill them. If a hunter will think outside of the mating call and learn about gobbler yelping, calling to the males, and also learn about the pecking order of the hens and how to call hens, you can kill turkeys any time of the year. Remember one thing, fall turkey hunters all across America are better spring hunters because they can analyze the turkeys, know what calls to use, and how to call to them every time, every month of the year. Yeah. Now, what do you prefer? Do you prefer, like, spot and stock? Do you like hunting from a ground blind? spot and stock now. Spot <laughs> and stock now. <laughs> really? Remember what I told you earlier? Hey, what, what am I, come on, we're going to have to come up there. A <laughs> yeah. Calling we're hoping. everything. Listen, calling is everything, okay? No spot and stock on turkey. Now, now the thing is, uh, when you're out there and uh, you have, uh, you've spotted the turkey uh, and you've roosted them the night before, how close do you try to get to that tree? Excellent, excellent, excellent. Of course, that depends on the terrain features and where you're hunting. But when it comes to roosting turkeys, that's what I do. Roosting turkeys kills turkeys. Roosting turkeys is what makes it happen for us for television and media hunts with outdoor media personalities like that handsome Jim Ferguson guy. And <laughs> oh. when, you, when you set up on a turkey on the roost, get as close as the terrain will allow you to get. I like to get 50 yards if I can because when you're closer to a turkey, and you'll see a lot of my video stuff on my DVDs, the roost footage of gobblers, goblins, strutting on the roost and flying down, and we kill them right away because we're in tight. you got to get there before the hens. The hens is a turkey hunter's greatest enemy. The hen is your greatest challenge. you got to get to the gobblers for the hens because there's lots of girls out there. Yeah. So if you get tight on the roost and get on your turkey call and don't be afraid to call and don't believe in the myth that turkeys are call shy or you can overcall or you're going to call too loud, especially when you hear a hen coming down through there yelping 30 times. <laughs> call to him, get him worked up, get in his head, get him in. And shoot him for the hands get to him. I think you've gotten in Jim's head all those nice compliments. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. Holy cow. Now, where, where do you stand on decoys? Are you a big decoy user? Do you shy away from uh, them? Okay, here. Look, decoys is another tool, but it's not the magic elixir, and it can work for you, especially in certain situations. Yeah. Open country. Depends on the time of the year. Oh, yeah. Depends on if the, the hands are on the nest or if the gobblers are fighting. A jake and two hands is a good set. But you got to remember some guys, when I started turkey hunting, we didn't have decoys. We didn't have camouflage. 
We didn't have turkey chokes. We didn't have turkey guns. We didn't have turkey. I mean, we had none of that stuff. We just had turkey. So, you know, you're asking me where I'm at on that. Let me tell you, the first decoy I used in like 1989, I stuck it in the ground and yelped. The turkey gobble went the other way, and I guess it's still there. <laughs> okay. We know where Mr. Ray stands. One more time, Governor of an ad break to find out more about you. I'm telling you what, you are the authority when it comes to turkey hunting. Where can we find you online, buddy? You find me online at eyesonthealthdoors.com. I've got everything there. I've actually got a turkey hunting school there called Johnson Mountain University. You bet. Hey, that was old Ray I, and he's got Eye on the Outdoors. As a matter of fact, he's got a radio show out of St. Louis. And if you're ever in the St. Louis area, tune in. Yeah, tune in. Make sure you take a listen. Hey, we want to say a special thank you, though, to Outdoor Channel. Also, Cabela's, Ruger, and High Mountain Seasoning. Here is a quick word from Mark. Mr. Rayman, thank you so much, buddy. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you, guys. Hey, really appreciate you having me on. Enjoy your show. You guys do a great job. All right, well, don't go anywhere because coming up next, we got Janine Robertson with Insect Shield. Uh, Coming up next, don't go anywhere. Outdoor Channel on Turkey Talk. Calling is everything, so don't be afraid to call. Calling has absolutely no effect on shutting turkeys down. People do. For instance, turkeys are not call shy, but turkeys can become people shy. Human movement, hunter activity, and excessive hunting pressure shuts down turkeys. So learn and practice several types of turkey calls and let them hear it. And you have to challenge the pecking order to kill more turkeys. So it's imperative that you listen and watch turkeys carefully when hunting because they will tell you how to call and hunt them. Well, follow the revolution on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash underscore OTN for show info, breaking outdoor news, and to even check out our weekly e-newsletter. There's more turkey talk to come. Stay tuned. Wednesday nights, Outdoor Channel is the place to be for the best shooting entertainment. We have the most respected talent and industry experts. A half-inch group at 100 yards. From stunning reenactments and dramatic events. To amazing trick shots. This one you can try at home, provided your home's on a gun range. We've got it all on Midway USA's Wednesday Night at the Range. Starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on Outdoor Channel. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Jokes are terrible. The venue is bad. The fashion was boring. Okay. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. If you're just joining us, you missed old Tom Carpenter. No. No, no, it's Ray I. Ray I. Well, they kind of look alike. Ray I. Well, they really like. don't. Ray I doesn't like Tom Carpenter, so that's <laughs> not a good thing. But, uh, you know, we're going to be out in the woods in the next few weeks. And uh, tomorrow, our next guest knows a heck of a lot about bugs. Janine Robertson. She knows everything about bugs. Actually, not everything about them, but how to repel them with Insect Shield. It's a repellent technology that is actually built into clothing, very fashionable clothing. So you're going to look good while you're repairing bugs. Now, when uh, you repair Repelling. Yeah, when you repel this, yeah, then when you go repair them. We're gonna repair bugs so they'll bite you. Jim actually repels women. <laughs> All right, so do you have a beard? <laughs> I do not. Oh, you should grow you one. You could be one of the Duck Dynasty no. gals. You should just try. <laughs> I don't think I could pull off that look. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, actually, when you repel, though, don't you go down a cliff or something? Yeah. Not the same kind of repel? Uh, Miss Janine, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How'd how you like you that know? intro? That was amazing. That was, that was a that was a unique one for we, sure. We're professionals, if you don't know that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so Absolutely. let's talk about it. This time of year, in certain parts of the country, uh, spring has actually sprung. 
not here in the Midwest. But, you know, we are going to be getting out in the woods, uh, doing some scouting, turkey season, maybe looking for some sheds, stuff like that. This clothing truly is a lifesaver. Not only is it going to uh, repel bugs so you don't have to constantly swat at them and stuff like that, uh, but it can actually protect you from getting harmful diseases. That's right. Insect shell products repel mosquitoes, ticks, ants, flies, chiggers, midges, you name it. Everything that is pesky and a nuisance and also potentially dangerous. Yeah. Now, we were really fortunate that you actually sent us a couple of shirts. Yeah. Now, can we just wear the shirts out there and, and be safe or do we need to uh, talk you out of some pants? The whole outfit. Yeah. You could. It depends on how buggy the environment is. So if it's mildly buggy, it'd be fine in a long sleeve shirt, maybe a hat. Um, now, if ticks are your main concern, you're going to want socks because, as we all know, ticks crawl up. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the best method of protection for repelling ticks is, you know, to start with insect shield socks because once they crawl up and sense that fabric, they drop off pretty immediately. If you look at some of the videos on insectshield.com, you can see how quickly once they hit the fabric, they just drop off. They don't like it at all. All right. So there's actually uh, technology that you guys have incorporated into these uh, right. these clothing and it repels these pesky bugs. Now, it how, does. It's, how long it's does this EPA, last for? It's an EPA registered technology. Really? That is tested and proven to last through 70 launderings. So pretty much the lifetime of the garment. Whoa. After 70 launderings. Yeah, you're, it's pretty much kaput. Now, if you're like me. Time for a new shirt. If you don't wash things that often, <laughs> you get a go. lot you of use. have it for decades. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ten years later, I've only washed it twice. <laughs> exactly. The last time I whistled, it came to me. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, you could have that shirt for a long time. Yeah, now the mm-hmm. thing is, let's, let's go back to the very beginning. When did you actually decide that uh, you could do something with Insect Shield to help folks out in the field? Well, we have a team of experts back in Greensboro, North Carolina, and that's where the corporate headquarters is. And they were the ones that figured out a way to bond a proprietary formulation of permethrin to fabric to make it last through 70 washes. So they are the ones that came up with it. Then we had to do a whole series of testing to prove it. And we received EPA registration back in 2003. Yeah, I bet your railroad railroad workers use it all the time. That train's are rolling out. (laughs) (laughs) Can you hear that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Loud and clear. It sounds like he's driving to your office. No, this is really cool. This is right in the heart of of a really great area called Soto, and the trains go by all day. Sorry about that. Oh, no, that's all right. All right, so, you know, if we get your clothing okay and let's say we get totally outfitted we got the socks we got the pants we got the shirt we got a bandana we got a hat on um we get a beard besides our face our face in our hands um do we need to worry about anything or having all these the, these garments on us will it kind of give us like a barrier around us where we won't have to worry about anything it does do that we always say if you're in an area where you know it's it's heavily tick infested or bug infested or you're concerned about malaria or West Nile or Lyme disease, then it always is a good idea to finish it off a little topical on exposed skin, such as your face and hands. But, you know, if you're going to have a hat, a long sleeve shirt, a pair of pants and insect shield socks, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, well, right now we're just going to run out there with just a shirt on. No pants. (laughs) No, just a shirt. All right, so now let's talk about you got some blankets, too. Uh, especially for camping, let's say you want to gaze at the stars at night. Maybe you yeah. want to go out to a ball game. You want to go to a ball that game? Is, yeah. Yeah. The Insect Shield Outdoor and Mini Blankets are brand new. We're just launching those. Um, they have been amazingly popular. Uh-huh. And they're, like you said, they're perfect for summer camping adventures, for sitting on the sidelines of your kids' games in a buggy. Dunk, uh-huh. especially baseball games. Um, but yeah. For picnics in the park. They're, they're great for the beach. A lot of times you go to the beach and there's little sand fleas hopping all over the beach. Oh, yeah. They're great for your pet. I mean, their insect shield blankets are ideal for dogs. You say mini. Uh, and fleas. How mm-hmm. big is mini? The mini, I believe, oh, gosh, i got to look that up, 24 by 36. And it's perfect for infants and toddlers. So you plop your little infant down on top of that when they're at the beach or the park and um, put it over their baby jogger or stroller. Oh, yeah. Kind of now you- also good for... Yeah, now how how you can get a bigger too? You can. Well, we have the outdoor blanket, which is a large size, and then the mini, which is great for oh. 
younger kids. I like that large size. If I want it smaller, I'll just cut it up. <laughs> now, this is... Do that. This is... Hey, I'm going to buy a big one and make small ones. Actually, he's going to take a big one, cut it up for all of his kids, and so they all get a little piece. Yeah, then I'm going to sew it back together. Um, now, it's like a quilt. All of the garments, yeah, it's going to be really cool, including the blankets. Let me get this right. 70 washes is the life. Well, for the apparel... The yeah. apparel lasts through 70 washes. The gear, which would include the blanket, lasts through 25. Well, I mean, how often are you, unless your kid pukes exactly. on it, uh, how often are you going to wash <laughs> right. a blanket? Well, we don't wash exactly. it then. Yeah, well, you just kind of dust it off. <laughs> really. For you two, for you two, it's a lifetime. Ah! <laughs> it never washes. it. She's saying, she's saying we're a pig. There ain't no bugs on me. <laughs> All right, ma'am. Uh, Miss Robertson, who doesn't, Janine. Have a, who doesn't have a we beard. We like this girl. Miss Janine, one more time to find out about you guys. Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. Uh, there's a W thing on your website. I don't know what that stands for. It stands for. for WOW. That would be our WordPress blog. Okay, I don't know. You can get even more information there. Sweet. You got American flag on your website. I like that. Where can we find you online? Insectshield.com. Buy everything. Buy two of everything, a whole bunch of those blankets. Uh, that's what Absolutely. everybody needs. Protect yourself. Do it with Insectashield. All right, we want to say a special thank you to Outdoor Channel, also Ruger. High Mountain Seasonings, Cabela's. I bet you can get them there. Probably. You can. You can. Oh, my gosh. That's just another reason to go there. All right. Insect Shield, uh, repellent technology. Get rid of bugs. Make you healthy. Here is a quick word from Mark. Miss Janine, thank you so much for coming on and tell us about your fine products. Thank you so much for having me. Outdoor Channel on Strategy. Roost turkeys by going out to the woods before dark and listening to where turkeys are roosting in trees because roosting will increase your odds the next morning. Then set up close on gobblers, getting as tight as the terrain will allow. There are more turkeys today than ever and thus more hen competition. So get tight, get hard, and try to kill him early before the hens get to him. Roosting and finding the right setup the night before will make this possible. Well, the show may be ending, but there is plenty more happening at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com, where you can catch more turkey hunting tips on our Tuesday, Thursday podcasts. Check it out. With Jim and Trav. Hey, we'd like to thank our 428 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer Mark Benary, and Frank the Sound Guy. And the baby that is in Mrs. Bunny's uh, belly. Yes. Thank you for making her nice. You did come back. You didn't puke. Not today. Uh, all right. Also, you know she does the turkey. Also, <laughs> Mike Hunsucker, uh, Tom Carpenter, uh, Ray I, and uh, Janine Robertson. Thank them very much. Get outdoors this weekend. Take some kids with you. Have a great time. Cape on a turkey. That's right. All right. Your local news weather is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. We will talk to you next week. God bless you. We love you. Peace out. of Outdoor Trails Radio Network. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. 
visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.